This is Manusha and the Monotone. I don't know why I gave it a dramatic voice, but whatever. This is hosted by Noise Binet on Anchor. You are viewing it wherever you are, at whatever date you are. I don't care what date it is. It's like the 28th or the 29th of December, 2021. I can't tell because I don't have my watch down. Let's let's find out. Do this for posterity. And I just push it down, rip my shirt back. Everything's uncomfortable anyways. I got tags and shit on me. Hospital tags. Fucking hair elastics. They always wonder why I'm like fucking MacGyver in here. It's because they make me into a weird little criminal in here. A five-year-old criminal. It's 4.24 in the morning on December 28th, 2021. I hate putting 2020-12 when I write the, the date down. I'm like, well, this year sucks. At least 2022 is a good number to remember. We're going to walk around. I really don't want to walk around too much because they're going to tell me to be quiet. I really don't like that. It's like, please, I'm being as quiet as I can. I'm recording. And they're finally leaving me alone. And by that, I mean no one's awake yet. Hey, it looks like the door's open. Dope. But it's not, is it? There's no way this door's open. No, it's just susceptible. Ah, it's a jar. Looks funny. Thought I could escape. Go walk down the tunnel. They have me on camera. They're like, where is she going? Where the fuck is she going? Unfortunately, I couldn't escape. And I wouldn't get very far. I've got one of the tags on. It's got a tracker in it. It doesn't get you very far. But I do have the tag on my watch. I had to rip it off my wrist. It was getting in the way of my, my watch. I decided to wear it on my watch just so that they could track me. I'm like, well, you'll know where I am. I'm fucking in the building. Where do you think I am? I'm in a psych ward. For those of you just joining the podcast, I'm in a psych ward for on and off for three months. Um, I got out once for less than a week. They only called me because I forgot my keys and I fucked up and some other things, but all I wanted to do was go to my boyfriend's house and they sent the cops after me twice. Mostly because I got locked out of his house. And then I forgot my meds. It wasn't that I was trying to forget my meds. It's just I forgot my phone. They didn't text me. They couldn't text me because I didn't have my phone. The taxi driver had my phone. He wouldn't be patient and let me pay. My wallet was in the bottom of my purse. I was harried. I let him have the phone. I'm like, whatever, take the phone. It talks too much to me anyways. So they sent the cops after me. Instead of giving me my meds and sending me home, they put me in the psych ward for another two months. Here we are at my journey, two months later, and 20 albums later. I've never heard of anyone else recording 20 albums in three months. I don't think that's an inhuman record, I just think that sounds like a lot. Before this, I've done maybe, uh, maybe five or seven albums in the year that I had been doing it before. Well, the year that I've been doing albums, I mean, some of it I, I hadn't turned into albums. But I've been going through a lot of my old material and shoving it into the new material, too. I have a lot of video footage of myself, so I just took some of my video footage and put it to music. Um, Bell Hicks sounds really cool, slowed to 66, and then put to some demonic-type music. Um, there's one called The Ironic Price of Fame. I have a lot of titles that are similar, so you're going to have to dig. The Ironic Cost of Courtney. That one's about Courtney Love. Courtney Love, if you see this, go look that up. 
I've got you, girl. I know that you killed the favorite one. I'm pretty sure you did, because you've been miserable ever since. I can sense your pain, because you've never gotten over it. I think he would have got over it eventually. I think he went to heaven. I think you're going to hell. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I don't think he's coming for you. And that's what my song was about. You killed the favorite. You got away with it. But he may have asked for it. He might have asked for it for a murder mystery. But he also might not have, judging by the evidence that certain people have dug up over the last 20 years, 20, 30 years. Like for the fact that he had a, like a, like a, like a body reaction to the gun going to his face. If you're that high, you normally probably wouldn't have a reaction like that unless you're being murdered. The fact that he like recoiled before it hit him means he was scared. Kurt Cobain was freaked out to die that way. Thus, he was probably murdered. That was Courtney's cost. Five minutes of fame for the price of one good husband. And she's regretted it. You can tell. And they don't make her pay for it. Because why would they? She suffers enough. She's had everything taken away from her as it is. She doesn't care about the baby. I don't know if she ever did. Maybe she did later. But you can tell. She doesn't care about children. She feeds heroin to your children. Why would she care? She cared about Kurt Cobain. And when he turned on her, she killed him. I was talking about myself, but now I'm talking about someone who's dangerous. That's smart. What dangerous things does Courtney want? I'm quoting my songs. Sorry. I quote myself all the time. It's a comedian thing. I saw Billy doing it too. I'm like, obviously we think we're funny. I'm drinking Emergency. This episode brought to you by the vitamin C drink, Emergency. Just in case you don't get any. You need vitamin C, Emergency. I love this shit. It's like pop in a powder. You put it in a very small cup, like a, like a, like an actual cup of water. And by that I mean like 250 milliliter. I put it in a huge cup the first time. I had to put like two or three of them in. And I was like, oh god, this is so gross. So you're putting apple juice in. And I'm like, I need this to be flavored. But um, I had a couple more packs of this and some ginger tea and stuff. I'm just waiting for it to be a better hour so I can go in there. Currently it's 4.30 in the morning. I woke up to someone making weird sounds. We've already covered that in the previous episode. I can't believe this is at the 7 minute mark. I thought this would be at this 20 minute mark. I think I'm manic. And I think it's the amount of shit I just took to wake myself up. I just took an insane amount of stupid, highly legal drugs. All my gel, emergency, some other shit that I'm not going to admit to right now because I did certain funny things to them. I just want to wake up sometimes, especially when you know you've had less than three hours of sleep. I went to sleep around one in the morning. I woke up at three-ish. So I know I had less than three hours of sleep. But the thing is, I'm wide awake now, other than my eyeballs, which, by the way, I'm about to go to my room and put something in. Let's just say it's rub A55355, whatever it's called. 3535. I don't know. I'm not good with numbers. That shit goes with my eyeballs. I would not recommend it raw, and if you do, I recommend some water. Anyway, we're not going to admit that too loud, otherwise they're not going to let me have it. 
I'd like to, though. My eyes are dry and sticky and gross, and they won't let me have my visine at this hour. Mostly because I've had other drugs, and they'll start intermingling. I'm like, who cares? My liver can take it. I'm seeing a pain specialist soon. I'm very excited about this because I've been in pain for about 20 years. Uh, we're talking mostly physical agony. It started mostly around my periods and stuff. Um, because I had a hysterectomy, I have a chance of osteoporosis or osteoarthritis or something. I wouldn't be surprised if I already got shit like this. Um, arthritis I suspect in my back and I've suspected it for a few years. So it gets pretty intense in my back. I've been asking for fentanyl for years. It's truly the only, only painkiller that ever matched my pain. But they won't give you shit like that off the bat. They'll, they'll start lower. And I've already tried um, gabapentin, which only worked once. Out of the four or five times I was fed it, I was fed it for about four days, actually, three times a day. It only worked once. The rest of the times I didn't feel anything. And then I began to feel kidney pains. I'm like, I can't take a pain giver, I need a pain killer. No thanks. I must wrap up this episode soon, for I must get things out of my room. I'll finish my emergency. This episode brought to you by the life-saving force of energies. Energy. Emergency. Fuck, I said the wrong thing. Energy drink. <laughs> this emergency drink brought to you by Energy C. Fucking up the names. That's funny. Emergency. I'm so sorry to say energy. Energy C. It sounds like a fucking emergency drink with energy in it. Energy C. Somebody labeled this on a thing. It's like when I decided to make up Uncle Benzel. And someone said, what about Aunt Jeremiah? I'm like, dude, that's in my song now. So I made a song about food where Aunt Jeremiah becomes Aunt Jeremiah. A woodcutting. Don't fuck up your shit. Make you some pancakes, bitch. And, and it's, it's, it's Samuel L. Jackson. And then you have Benzel Washington. Denzel Washington is Benzel. Uncle Benzel. Wouldn't you want to eat rice from him? Two action steak guys. They're like, mmm, action guys. I will eat your rice. I thought that was better than putting white people on the labels. Which I was very insulted with. I think Aunt Jemima deserves to be faced by a black person, but a modern, updated face of black. Because I'm really insulted it's Mr. Butterworth's now. I'm like, ew, it doesn't have the same vibe as Aunt Jemima. I trusted Aunt Jemima. I don't trust Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth sounds disgusting. Aunt Jemima was a bitch I respected. That's why I wanted Aunt Jemima, Jeremiah. That's a bitch I trust. She can chop wood and make pancakes. That's a nice lady. That's a lady who had to deal with being transgendered until she was old and then didn't get to until she was old. At least that's what it looks like to me. It's basically Samuel L. Jackson with a curly wig. But he's dressed like a man-woman, kind of gender-neutral. It's it's like an an androgynous thing to me. And then Benzel just looks like Benzel. You know, looking all like his Denzel self, being like, I'm hot, I'm mysterious, I'm bald, I'm a meat shield. And he's just sitting there with his crossed arms like, Mmm, I'm Uncle Benzel. Eat my rice on the coldest days.
And that's what I liked about my marketing scheme. I'm like, I saved them from us. Just putting a white person on it doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel like we took over their food. I mean, black representation in food is almost none. I wanted them in there because we don't actually have a black representation in a lot of things. Um, and by we, I just mean the human race. My black representation is so minimal, it's not even funny. But I am probably mildly black through my dad's side. Maybe not directly, but I definitely have black relatives. There's no way those people could get their hands off the staff. Someone definitely fucked a black person. In the Caribbean, in the Bear Barbados, Steve Bennett did not live through his pirating. They hung him. I forgot that part of the story, I didn't read it right. But it took seven stays of his ex- execution before they killed him. Which means he fought it off rather well despite the fact he had a mental illness. Which, by the way, means I have no mental illness through my pirate. I knew I inherited it somewhere. And I knew it was through the dementia line, because it's kind of obvious. And that was me with grandmother. My grandma was Velma Benet. Bennett. Velma married Fred. It wasn't Flintstone, it was Whaley. I am a Whaley. I am the daughter of Connie Conehead. I won't tell her last name right now, because that's telling too much of my family tree. Let's just say Connie Conehead had a daughter named Christy. And if you know anything about Kamloops, you already know who I am. Kamloops is that shitty town where the native kids were found. You heard about us in the news. You forgot us about us, about us immediately, but I didn't forget. It was never a secret here. Those schools were never a secret here. Um, they were a local legend, like <laughs> when I grew up. We didn't know about the babies in the walls, but you could hear the children laughing outside. You go out there at night, you'd hear them. I'm having the shivers now just thinking about it again. I've already told that story slightly, but I've never told you why I was out there. I used to know security guards in town, not lots of them, but I used to know some of them. I used to be able to go out to Padova for free. Padova is also called Tronkill City. I knew a security guard out there before we stopped being friends for very specific reasons. Um, he would let me go out to Padova and take pictures at dawn. He didn't care what time I did, he was a weird bird too. So I had some really excellent dawn shots of the old abandoned buildings. But his buddy, probably his best friend, still living anyways, was a security guard at the residential school. And we'd go chill there sometimes. That was creepy, but it was fun. I like abandoned buildings. I like old buildings. This was an old building. I much preferred hanging out at the residential school. The other one kind of... The reason we've had a falling out is he hit on me. I won't tell the whole story because it's sort of slightly illegal. I want him in trouble, but I want it to be at the right time. Well, why don't I just tell the story? He told me he had gotten his wife off the internet. She was a slave in his house, and so was her sister. I don't remember his name, but I think it's Greg. Greg, the security guard from Padova, has a slave for a wife. Somebody call the cops on this man if you know about this. I can't. I don't have proof. And she will never give proof because she's been there for years. She knows what happens if the cops are called in. She gets punished if they don't take her away. And all they do is send her home where she doesn't want to go. That woman is stuck. I feel for her. She's a slave. 
that that's horrible. She, he wanted to show me pictures. That's why I never went. Never, we never talked to him again. And he never phoned me again. That was the end of the matter. But I miss going out to Padova. I don't know if he's still the security guard out there. I haven't tried trespassing since, and the off chance he chases me off. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to see him. But I do miss Padova at night. I miss walking out there at night because it's easier to walk distances at night. You don't gauge distances as well. Therefore, when you're out talking and walking, it feels easier. I can't walk out in the day. There's too many cars. There's too many people. Right now at night, when you walk around campus at night, there's a homeless. In every section of the streets, just roaming. They have nothing better to do. They've been kidnapping off other streets, other towns. So, like, there's an explosion of population here for the homeless. And then they keep shutting down the homeless resources and wondering why the homeless are fucking attacking the people, attacking the businesses. You, you can't even shit inside as a homeless person. If they identify you as homeless, you are not allowed to go inside a business. Like, how else are these people supposed to survive? They're gonna shit behind your building if you don't let them in. Yes, they're gonna do drugs behind your building, but you didn't save them from dying because you didn't let them inside. Like, how dare you? Like, I understand it's a trouble to have blood shot up your wall or Narcan everywhere, but at least they lived when you had them in your building. I don't know, I, don't, I do and I don't have sympathy for the people in this town. I have more sympathy for the homeless than I do anyone else. They're struggling here. It's now minus, like, 25 here. We're supposed to get a colder snap. How are those people doing? There's no resources here. During COVID, most of that shit shut down. Like, I just feel bad for people, and I feel bad for them constantly. I may be empathic. I carry the redhead gene. I'm supposed to be green-eyed. You can bet I'm psychic as fuck at times. And you can bet right now, in this minus below 20 shit, this is in Canada, and this is not in the States. It's, it's so fucking cold here, your snot freezes. So I can only imagine how cold it is to have a dog outside that they won't let inside. They're gonna die together. Tonight, someone's gonna die with their dog. And that's gonna be the fault of the buildings for not letting someone in just because they have a dog. That's so rude. Them and the dog are gonna cuddle together and die together like a frozen little puddle. And I think that's depressing. That's a sad way for people to go. And I think I know who it might be. Because he has a small puppers. Small pupper can't protect you as easy as big pupper. I hope not. I hope he's got a place to be warm tonight. I won't say your name because I also respect you and your, your anonymity. But if you're out there tonight listening for any fucking reason, I hope you're warm tonight, sir. I hope your dog has some kibbles and I hope you got some people kibbles because, like, tonight is fucking cold. It's actually this morning. It's almost 5 a.m. Anyway, this is a long enough recording. I'd like to hear back the last three and go, wow, I'm fucking revealing. I'm also slightly manic, and I would like to go to my room and listen to this. I have an hour material out of this shit. I have to update someday, right? Like, I update as quick as I can when I can. My problem, really, is I can't do these fast enough. enough. If I could maintain a consistent presence, I think this would have had more of an audience. Unfortunately, I just, I can't maintain every little thing I do. 
Uh, right now, I've been doing band lab almost consistently for three years. I will get bored of it. I will move on. But right now, I enjoy doing music. Music's what I love doing. Look for me on, on under there as Noise Benet. But don't use a cafe. A-E. Just look me up. N-O-Y-E-S-B-O-N-N-E. That's bandlab slash Noise Benet. Look me up for I am musical. And I am king. For I am king. That's going to be my cult. The, the opening of my Bible. Bible. For I am king. I haven't figured out the rest yet, but I just ran around saying that for about two days. For I am king. I just thought it sounded hilarious. The comedian cult leader. That'll be an interesting cult. The cult of happiness. Anyway, this is Noise Benet of Minutia and the Monotone signing out saying good luck, goodbye, good night, and good morning, and all sorts of shit. If I don't see you, go fuck yourself. I'm kidding. Or go fuck yourself gently. That way you don't hurt yourself. Be nice to your pets. Stay awesome. And if you can't stay awesome, stay somewhere else.